What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire Coach, and I hope that all things are awesome in your world. If they're not, I hope that today's episode and other episodes help to feel help you to feel more boosted, more motivated, more awesome. As a reminder, if you have not already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the Spitfire Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or on Spotify. As always, you can go back to spitfirepodcast.com and check out any of our shows. I think we're at 150 now. It's kind of crazy. So I took a bit of a break from recording podcasts. I was feeling like a, a bit of a machine with my output. And what started as a month of a hiatus, I think we're at like two or three months now. Um, honestly, I just needed time to think and to process, to reflect uh, the last six to eight months have been a lot of change. Honestly, this whole freaking year, the whole two years, however long we are, um, there's just a lot of stuff happening. I've been busier than ever. Um, Coaching and the type of coaching sessions I've been having have been really intense, obviously, for what's been going on in the world and with people. And so uh, I need to take care of my energy capacity and my my own well-being versus feeling the urge to produce. And so that's where I'm at right now. I've actually uh, made some big moves, big decisions. Um, I mean, that's kind of just what happens anyway. Uh, it's retrospect of you know how big they are, but big things. I've added people to my team. Uh, I have a virtual assistant and a bookkeeper, and I am investing in bu- building my business with a company called Bold House. So I'm doing a program starting in January called Playmaker, which I'm super excited about. Um, I have made some big decisions as far as ending relationships and uh, actually ending contracts with clients, which has been really exciting. So lots of closure and lots of opening. Um, Big news as I've doubled my revenue from my best year. So I have to think that what I've been doing is working. Or maybe I just got really lucky and that's cool too. But I think they say like, what is luck? Like uh, your opportunities or something you design. I don't know the quote. I don't even know. Um, But I want to talk about uh, today about intentionally designing your life. I've had people ask me, you know, what is it that you do? What's your secret? It's not a secret. It's honestly super obvious. But the problem is that people want to shortcut. They want to bypass. They want to speed through all of the work and just get to the outcome. And the reality is, like, I look at my balance sheet. I look at my bank account. And I'm like, cool. That's evidence. That's confirmation that what I'm doing is working. But that was never the end goal. I have financial targets, sure, in my goal. But for me, it's how do I want to feel in my business? And actually, uh, last night, I got together with a girlfriend who used to be my neighbor and we're friends now. And I haven't seen her in probably almost three years, which is crazy. And she said, what do you love the most about your business? And I I was like, I don't even know where to start because honestly, I love so much about my business. I love my clients. I love the work I get to do. I love that I'm paid what I'm worth. I love that it feels like I'm in flow and I have support and I get to do like super fun stuff and travel. And then I paused and I said, you know, I want to go back to your question because this is what came up for me. I love that I get to be myself in my business. I love that the more I am myself, the more I attract in awesome clients, 
awesome people to work alongside with, awesome projects. Like I'm doing more collaborations than ever, uh, which is super awesome. I'm I'm actually training people how to become coaches in the government, which is like crazy, but super fun. Um, I also have exceeded the 2,500 hour mark for my master certified coach credential, and I'm doing mentor coaching starting next month. So there's just been so much stuff of like, yeah, I'm just going to go and invest because I know the more I invest in myself, the more I get to like learn and be more of myself and feel more confident in that. And I literally get paid to like go and talk to people about what I think about things and, and give frameworks and structure and soundboard and allow people to process like that's amazing. And so I want I want to reflect on that because this didn't happen overnight. This has been a work in progress for a long time. And I think our brains try to convince us that change happens uh, immediately. And therefore, it's either short-lived or it's easy to access. And I think that that is um, problematic because when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to reflect on all the effort that it took that we made risks, that we took risks, that we made big, bold steps, that we stayed consistent, uh, we shortchange ourselves. Like, you don't go out and run a marathon one day and and just do it. I mean, if you do, you probably have amazing genetics or you might have, you know, some advantage physically. I don't know. I don't know anyone who can go run 26 miles off the bat without training. But when we don't take stock in the efforts, the daily decisions to get up and put our shoes on, to walk out the door, to get on a treadmill, to go run, then we're not really giving ourselves credit for the process of finishing, finishing the race or trying or signing up for the race. And probably running a marathon is not the best example because I've actually seen this happen with people where they finish, they cross the finish line, and then they don't know what to do. So they start looking for another race, they start looking for another competition, or they get a goal hangover. And so my approach with my business has been about how do I want to feel every day? What is my intention every day? And my intention changes from day to day. I actually do two writing sessions, one in the morning and one at night. And the only thing that I task myself with is to write three pages. So it can be about anything. And so people ask me, why three pages? Why not two? Why not four? Why not five? The minimum is three pages because normally the first page is fluff. It's here's what I did today. Here's my task list. Here's what's on my mind. But once I hit page two and three, that's when the magic starts coming up. That's where I'm able to connect themes. I can see what's kind of pushing buttons in me or where I'm feeling friction or where there needs to be some more time or a plan or resources added. So I'm actually doing my own retrospective and I had a client do this and he's still doing it and he loves it. So the retrospective is what went really well today or yesterday? What didn't go as planned? And what did I learn and what will I do differently going forward? Three sections, that's all you need. Now you can jazz it up by throwing in some gratitude. I actually do like, I do so much gratitude. Um, I list all of the things I'm thankful for, even the things that knock me on my butt. I'm thankful for the lessons. I'm thankful for the people that come into my life, the teachers, uh, the clients. Clients are amazing. Like they, they are like the mirror of all the things that I need to see in myself. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like having an inner chuckle because I know that I'm going to be doing writing on it later on. 
Um, and that's been the amazing process of all of this of like, I don't, I'm not just sitting there lecturing people. I'm not telling them how to live their life. In fact, that's not what coaches do. I literally get to look in and ask questions to help them get to their answer. And when you can do that in journaling on a daily basis, you are actively coaching yourself. You are aligning and you are also offloading. And I always tell people that this isn't about you changing who you are. This isn't about having some massive makeover or transformation. What, they, what it is, is a, a dislodging and an offloading of old stories and limiting beliefs that never worked for you. You acquire them from other people because whatever reason, but you have to be able to process, well, what works for me and assess it? Like, how does this work for me? And if you aren't clear, if it's not motivating you in a way that, that comes from within, if it feels like an external chase, then it's not for you. And I think we have been programmed in our society to make other people happy, to have check boxes, to have grades, to look good in the eyes of other people. But we don't necessarily do a good job of who am I and what makes me happy. And in fact, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been labeled as selfish, as self-absorbed, as being, you know, extra. And I always look at that of like, why do we do that? And it's for compliance. You know, if you have, you have kids that are challenging you and you are not taking care of your stuff as an adult, it's triggering. You just want that kid to listen to you, to shut up, to do what they're supposed to do. The reality is when you can get a kid who can think independently and comprehensively and have a conversation, they're much better adjusted. They're not gonna have as much conflict because they feel seen and heard. They feel acknowledged and validated. They feel psychologically safe to voice their opinion, to communicate what they need. But when we don't give that space to ourselves, what are we teaching our kids? What are we passing on to the next generation? And that's why like having these moments as a coach to be an objective listener, an active listener, has really opened my eyes in other ways of, you know, what am I putting out there in the way that I speak about myself, the way that I speak about others, uh, the way that I treat myself? Because it's not happening in a vacuum. It's not happening in an isolated environment. This is what gets communicated whether we're speaking or not. And so we have to be very clear about who we are and what we wanna do. And if you aren't sure, then this is the time to start doing it and exploring it. And people always were saying, but how do I do that? I'm like, well, you stop focusing on how and you just start asking yourself questions. What makes me happy? What's important to me? What do I want to create? What do I want to feel? Who do I want around me? How do, I, how do I want to feel when I'm around them? These answers will probably not come immediately. And that's why it's a practice. Whether you're journaling in a formatted prompt or you're allowing yourself a free flow, you have to give yourself space to explore. So this isn't just about having a bullet journal of here are my task lists. That's not what your journal's for. Your journal is meant to be a non-judgmental free space for you to explore who you are and what you want and to assess what's working and what's not in a non-judgmental way. This is not a space to beat yourself up, to criticize yourself or, or compare yourself to other people. 
This is a space to be inspired, to learn, to grow. And so that's what I've done in the last, probably very diligently in the last eight months. Um, I had a big life transition and I was like, you know what, I'm going to capitalize on this and I'm going to learn and I'm going to heal and I'm going to open up space and I'm going to make shit happen. And I will tell you, I can look literally on my month by month financials of every time I made a critical decision like this. And my business has taken off as a result. I feel empowered and confident. Uh, The type of sessions I'm having with my clients are huge. The type of clients I'm working with now, I was just at the Embassy of New Zealand. How cool is that? Uh, I was just on a call with Capital One. Yeah, I'm name dropping because I can. (laughs) Because I'm proud of it. And honestly, you should be proud of your accomplishments too. Um, This is the space to do it. So if you don't feel comfortable talking it out, I highly suggest having a journal. Simple spiral bound notebook. Give yourself 15 minutes in the morning and at night, it's 30 minutes a day. You can do it and I swear this will pay dividends. This daily practice, these micro shifts are what make things possible. It's not about the grand gesture. It's not about crossing a finish line. It's the cycle and the practice of checking in with yourself, of moving through things, of learning and growing. Even the things that feel uncomfortable, oh man, I've had some cry sessions in my journals, but I always feel like I know myself on a deeper level after it. I always feel like, okay, I've got my baseline now. I know what to come back to. I know where to go from here. I have a plan after it. So use it as curious space. Ask yourself questions. How am I feeling? What's contributing to this feeling? What do I need? If this were resolved, what would be different? What would I need for it to feel resolved? What does resolution look like? But if we aren't asking ourselves powerful and empowering questions, we're staying in the same loop and therefore we're staying stuck. And that is probably where the biggest level of frustration and anger come from, this lack of movement and momentum. And especially in the last year and a half, two years, shoot, it's been two years. Wow. In the last two years, we have felt stuck in our environment. We haven't been able to travel. We haven't been able to see people in the way that we used to. But you are not stuck. You've convinced yourself you're stuck. Even with kids screaming around you and a partner that probably needs to leave the house or you need to leave the house, you have the opportunity to to make a decision for you. 15 minutes, five minutes, I don't care how long it is, but if you don't make and take the time for you, no one is going to give it to you. I don't have kids, I don't have a live-in partner, I don't have anyone demanding my time. I have sessions and I have clients, but outside of that, my time is my own. Now, I could have very easily gone and volunteered for things and come up with lots of busy projects and convinced myself that I'm so busy, I couldn't possibly go and take care of myself because I used to do that all the time. But the reality is, if I don't make time for me, no one else will. So I like taking time for me, and I hope that you take some time for yourself as we are in this holiday season going into next year really make a point of putting yourself first. This is not a resolution. This is a life shift. This is a daily practice. And you know what? If you skip a day, that's fine. Get back on next day. Get back on track. You have that ability. This is not a judgment. The reality is if you don't choose you, who's going to? Who's going to make you a priority? And you can't get mad at other people for not making you a priority when you don't do it yourself. So, This is your dose of honesty, your little truth bomb. 
consider it my gift, my an early Christmas present, um, or it's a late Hanukkah present, um, or it's an early Kwanzaa present, or whatever you celebrate. I don't know when Festivus is. Is that even a real holiday? Anyway, uh, consider it a pre-New Year's gift. And I hope that you get your notebook out, you spend some time, and you make the time on a daily basis to check in with yourself, to intentionally design your life, to set those intentions, and to align with the life you want to live. To all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome.